This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Forever. Dog. Hello, Double Threat listeners. If you joined us for our latest live stream, or if you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Double Threat Pod, or if you're on our Discord chatting it up, uh, you know that we had a wild time this past Saturday in celebration of 100 episodes of Double Threat. So many momentous things happened. Uh, we, we finally had on very special guest, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, John Kassir, uh, and it was... I don't even know what to say. You just have to hear it for yourself. Uh, and we also had on our good friend Anthony Atamanek to play the Crypt Keeper's brother uh, and Leatherface. Uh, and that is just the tip of the iceberg. It was an absolutely unforgettable double threat experience. And if you missed the live stream and you want to watch it, we are making it available to Forever Dog Plus subscribers starting today. Uh, so you just go to foreverdog.plus to sign up, or you click on the link in the show notes. It'll take you right there. Uh, but that's not all you get with Forever Dog Plus. Uh, this is very exciting. We are going to start making video episodes of Double Threat available to Plus subscribers each and every week. You've been asking for this for a while. You've been patient with us, and we finally got our act together on this. We're doing video episodes every week. Uh, and everything on plus is ad free, the video and the audio episodes. You get both. They're both ad free. Uh, and, and that, even that's not all, uh, because we're also going to start doing bonus content on forever dog plus that double threat fans are going to love. Uh, I'm not talking about, you know, phone it in bonus content. This is going to be high quality bonus content. Uh, and if you watch the live stream, the full live stream, uh, at one point, Julie even teases that, that the bonus content might be coming as soon as this week. Uh, so after you subscribe, keep an eye out for that. Um, but if you're still not convinced, if you heard all that and you're saying, I don't know if that's worth five bucks a month. I mean, I, li I like double threat, but I don't know. I don't know. Here's all I ask. Listen to, to today's episode of Double Threat, the, the one you're about to hear. It's the first hour of the 100th episode live stream, a little less than an hour. Listen to it. And when you're done listening to it, if that's all you want, if you're fine with what you heard and you're ready to move on with your day, no worries. We'll be back here same time, same place next Monday with a new episode for you to enjoy. But if you do want more, if you're on the edge of your seat and you want to see the full live stream for yourself, as well as all future episodes of Double Thread, and you want all of it ad free and you want bonus content, then you're in luck. Go to foreverdog.plus. Or just click on the link in the show notes to sign up. We've got a monthly plan. We've got a discounted annual plan. It's a great deal. We tried to make it a great deal because we love you, and it is. It's a great deal. But even if you don't sign up, we love you anyway. It's your choice. You're all the best. All right, enough about that. On with the show. Another hundred episodes are out in the world and are under our wing. And another hundred episodes are still on the way. It's a beautiful thing. And another hundred episodes will soon be adored by the listener folks who demand hundreds more here on Double Threat. 
There's a mountain of podcasts. Some are a slog, some are dumb. A surfeit of podcasts hosted by clods, hacks, and scum. And every day one goes away. Till you find yourself on your podcast app with Julie and Tom. And you download new installs of Double Threat for a soothing balm. Then it doesn't matter if you had cool friends or you went to prom. And you keep on listening to the episodes because you never know if they'll figure out a really stupid bit on their genius show. Did you get the new one? They've got John Kassir. No, they don't. It's my mistake. There's nobody here. See, you said that he was coming, then decided to steer clear. And another hundred episodes will be engineered by Brett. There are billions of podcasts. Some are insane. Some are bad. A surplus of podcasts. Straining so hard it makes you sad. And everyone brings pain, not fun. Till you find the one that's hosted by your pals and they love you so. Tom Sharpling, Julie Klausner, say our names so they know you know. And these hundred episodes of Double Threat are just gonna grow. Cause we got more stuff to do and things to say and we'll make you laugh. Or at least we'll manage to reduce the pain of your life by half. Have you heard the episode with John Kassir? I'm just kidding, he was absent, he did not appear. He did not show up, he stood us up, or was that unclear? And another hundred episodes are already near. Another hundred episodes for people to hear. Another hundred episodes for people to cheer. Another hundred episodes are finally here. I'm Batman in the night. What's this? It's Joker in a fight. What's you me? saw it. Ri- you saw the yeah, movie? I was- no, I was watching you riff oh. about, about goth, goth the Batman. And I was, <laughs> you said you watched Nightmare Before Christmas. And I was picturing him around his bat cave, picking up mm-hmm. different bat things and going, what's this? What's this? A bat, a, a bat boomerang. What's this? It's Robin in my cage. <laughs> he has a cage for Robin. <laughs> he cages Robin at the end of the night? Like he crates him like a dog? I think it depends on Batman's bat mood. Yeah, I think it does. I think Batman seems a little... Oh, and then you were saying he watched Brazil all the time and I was picturing Terry Gilliam going, uh-huh. actually... What, what actually, would he sound like? Batman. Actually, Bat, the Batman is... If I had directed Batman... <laughs> There'd be, like, wide-angle lenses of, like, 
women with too much makeup that are like, I like her because she's disgusting. Uh-huh. Terry Gill. Yes. I'm taking my sunglasses off. I'm putting my sunglasses on. Well, I've got my reading glasses on. Oh, oh. What? Oh, daylight. Not had a them fan. On all night. I had them on hangover style. Do I look smart? Yes, hangover four. Um, it will be. We can't find Brett. He'll show up at some point. No, but I'm saying like he's missing, like the hangover. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant now. Oh no, Brett's around. Right. <laughs> um, who's getting married the next day? Oh, um, Grimes. Brett's. It's gonna be uh, Elon Musk and Grimes are patching get back it up together. Yeah. Oh, did you see the big oh, relationship oh, news? You oh, you scared me. Oh. About Dilbert? Um, on or off? Let me see. On? Mm-hmm. Off. Um, I'm going to say on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. On? Okay. On, okay. I get it, yeah. On. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I put two baby carrots in my nostrils last night on FaceTime. Uh-huh. I'm going to say on. <laughs> on. Um, did you see the... Dilbert's get Dilbert's getting divorced. I saw the news today, and I said, "Oh, oh boy!" boy. <laughs> now he's look. I mm. guess he, he's going to have even more of those microwaves are going to be open for business, right? And that man cave of his in the garage. I'd like to know We're, what you mean by that. Is because he's microwaving dill burritos and he's overeating because he's well, like sad or because the microwave. He had like three microwaves in the kitchen. And you're remember? saying now he needs six? No, I'm saying now he has like he like he doesn't even have to like worry about what she was zapping in there. Like oh, he's I think got, you're only allowed you're only allowed to eat dill burritos in that house. That okay. House. Well, he might have one microwave that's just for dill burritos. Yeah, it's called the microwave. But he had another one in there where he was just like, yeah, you know, this one would be like, this one's for heating up water so I can make tea. Right. I remember. And then he would have another one. Be like, this microwave is for dill burritos only. There's a rat inside of it. I'm scared to open it. He said it's vegan. I trapped a rat inside of this microwave. Oh, you mean that it's in the microwave, not in the dill burrito? No, no, the dill burritos are not made from rats. What if he makes dill burritos for dogs and there's just a squeaky toy wrapped in a tortilla? <laughs> hey, did you picture a rat getting a dill burrito and just being kind of like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> rat comes to New York City hoping to be the next pizza rat. Yeah. He's got steps off the bus like welcome to the jungle video <laughs> with a piece of hay in, in the rat's mouth. <laughs> Yeah, and then the rat ends up outside of Dilbert's. Welcome to Dilburritos. We got fun and games. No, right? So something happens where this rat ends up outside Dilbert's home, which is somewhere in California, I think. I think it is somewhere in California. Although I could picture him being like in Arizona or something. Yeah. Picture him being like, like, uh, yeah, I got all this land and I'm in Scottsdale. 
Because his name is Scott. That's why he picked it on a map. And then he has his his phone rings and he has uh, Frau Farbissina just yelling Scott on his phone. <laughs> <clears throat> That's his ringer for himself. I did send <laughs> these comments are funny, but Sal they're interrupting. Bilberry. They're interrupting yeah. us. No, they're being better than stupid. us. They're better than us. First of all, they're better than us. They're and better secondly, than us. We might as well just leave and you guys keep yeah. making comments. We'll watch. This is the real show. You guys yeah. are the real show. I'm not in prison, man. You're the ones in prison. Yeah, classic Manson logic. Maybe you're the one in prison, man. Maybe you're the one that's Charles Manson. No, you're in prison. You're the one. So this rat ends up outside of Dilbert's mansion, and they are. And I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't think Scott Adams recycles. I'm gonna say I think it's just one big dumpster. Where you think he's kind of just like, like, hey, th- what's the big deal? It's a couple Sprite right. bottles. Right. I picture him, going in the I same picture him place. killing a lot of two liter Sprite bottles. He doesn't do the do? You don't think he does the do? No, I picture him being like Sprite. He's like, it's good because it's got all the, it's got all the high fructose corn syrup and no caffeine. Like to him, that would be exciting. It would be exciting that there's no caffeine in the soda. Right. (laughs) And you'd be like, like, man, it's kind of on brand with this guy. Then he goes to the doctor and he's like, am I getting enough Lyman? Yeah. (laughs) Doctor, do my tests? What are my, what's my Lyman count right now? Doctor's like, uh. What are you talking about? Oh, no. He's doing this Lyman thing again. He goes, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, you're a lineman count, 80, 86. Is that high? Nah, it's, 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 it's a little high. I guess you could cut it down by three, get it to 83. By three linemans? That's what I'm going to do. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Oh my goodness, Julie. What? What happened? In the chat. Tell me. I'm being told our first. Welcome, first of all, welcome to the Welcome to the hundredth episode of Double Threat starring. Julie Us, and we have things going on and there's a there's a guest in the chat already our first guest is here and this is a whopper of a guest really oh yeah tell me more tell me more it's 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 the first of all that song was insane that was so amazing <laughs> Thank you. No, no, your was, song. Oh, thank your song you. Was beautiful. I, it was, thank and you. It was very. It was. Thank you. It was very hard to sing. I did my no, best. No, you were. But. You. You did. Thank you. Uh, I did it you did pristine. your best. 
and your best was good enough. Thank you. Thank you. You, you did know. your best. And I guess your best was was good enough. Thank you. Thank you. Chal- uh, collaborating with Steve is challenging. but How would that go down on uh, at karaoke if suddenly you go to a karaoke bar and then like one of those, not like a private room, but one with in public. Gen and then, Z? With Gen Z? Oh, you mean, I don't know. And, then, well. and then I get on stage and suddenly I'm like, I gave my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. And I think just they- once. Can we finally find a way to make things right? Make the magic last for more than... Why why am I testing? I can do this. Going to karaoke right now. I'm out of here. I'll come with you. No, we we both have to talk to our first guest. I hope his guest is someone, like, special, you know, because we've had... Oh, this one's I mean, special, we, Julie. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I was about to disparage. Which I know Should not we a bring our guest on? Should we do I it? Guess guys, so. guys, I guess we, so. Guys, we, we got a guest in the waiting room. Guys. Okay. Brett! Guys. Brett! Yeah. Hi! Hi. Brett. Hi, Brett. Hi. We have a guest in the waiting room. Yeah. Sure? I know. Yeah. Um, there, you, look, I, you, you seem strung out, buddy. Yeah. You I'm, seem, uh, first of all. You seem I don't understand that. Are what? you at the I've barber never, shop with that never, shirt? Is that I've a? Is that, you, are you in the panic room? Look, guys, all those, cord, those exposed cords are freaking. You look. I've never seen him like this, Tom. No, I see why. I'm at the new Forever Dog Studio. I got lost. I'm in some back room. I just had to set up back here. Uh, I hope this is safe back here. There's a lot of exposed wiring. Uh, I'm, I got half of my slider outfit on. TBD on that. Yeah. No, this is Brett's going for his Eddie Murphy phase. I'm half slider, half Brett right now. Hopefully, I'll be full slider by the end of the episode. TBD, you know, on that. Uh, half but slider, half Brett. He's lo- I, he's unhinged. He is unhinged. Well, part of the reason I'm unhinged, I was already unhinged, and then I saw this guest join the waiting room. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, well, I'm seeing well, this name. Let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's bring right. the guest in already. Right. the guest, sake. please. We've been, waiting, we, we've been waiting a long time for this. Please welcome to yeah, Double yeah, Threat, yeah. the voice of the Crib Keeper, John Kassir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my. It's him. It's John. Oh, woo, my goodness. Woo, woo. First of all, look at that hat. Where Pretty nice. Uh, this is uh, yeah. DC Comics, man. They uh, look at this. Got the uh, the original uh, Crypt Keeper, the uh, Vault Keeper, and the uh, Old Witch. I love mm-hmm. this. Guy. It's nice. John Kassir is here. This is exciting, John. It's an honor. The Crypt Keepers in the house with a groove that's nasty and mean, like the effects of a guillotine. A permanent headache's the end of the mission because you have entered the Keepers' terror vision. <laughs> oh my! I don't even know what to say, John. It's an honor to have you here. It's been a long time coming, but it's all worth it now. And we have so many questions for you. You are yes. a, a, you. First question first I question, can think of. What, we just I, got, I have first. What kind of gum are you chewing? Um, it actually uh, was a um. Uh, one of these little licorice chews that Ooh, uh, that I you help. get from Granny. Yes, mm-hmm. Granny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know my parents are still alive. 
My dad's 97 years old. God Kenahara. bless. God bless. Kenahara. Kenahara. Poo, poo, poo. And my mom's 92. Amazing. And uh, back in Baltimore, I'm hoping to get to see them soon. But uh, mm-hmm. you just made me think of that when you were talking about Grammy. What would the Crypt Keeper sound like with a Philly accent? Or a Baltimore accent. What's going on here, kids? <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, hon. <laughs> Don't go down there. Be careful what you ask for. You may get it. <laughs> Over the years. Amazing. You know, playing different characters in movies and television anytime I want. Ever wanted to undercut the credibility of the character? I just mm-hmm. threw a little bit of that accent. <laughs> sure. Now, what 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 was the the what was the year you started doing this? This is this is is this is uh, thirty plus years now you're in. Well, 1988 is when we started uh, shooting. And, and do you remember? Do you, do you remember getting the call? Like the 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 like you had the job or. We want to send you out for this. Uh, well, I actually was in the room, but um, uh, I got a call from my agents. You know, I, I, I mean, a lot of people don't know that I made my way up into the television industry through stand-up comedy, and um, mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, I mean, I wasn't actually a stand-up comic, but I was uh, uh, when I first started out. I was a theater actor and had done. Um, you know, musicals off Broadway and Broadway and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, it was a tough way to make a living in New York. I was making more money street performing than I was uh, in the theater. Can you, can you just uh, name one musical? I'm sorry to interrupt you, John, but can you name one musical you were in? Sure. Uh, one of the, the, the one that made my career was called three guys naked from the waist down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, uh, a lot of I was in like, a uh, elementary school production of that. No, I no. Uh, but it was about stand-up comics. And, I remember uh, that album, the album cover for the original soundtrack, and it was like dudes in sunglasses and like blue, like a blue jacket. You're one of those dudes. I'm, I'm, I'm holding my head in my hands. Yes, that's like, right. Yes, <laughs> oh poster, but uh, it was Scott Bakula and uh, Jerry Coker and myself, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it was Think Dreamgirls, uh, a musical about stand-up comics. Think Dreamgirls, but with stand-up comics. Mm-hmm. And we played all. The, and we not only played the three stand-up comics, we also played, you know, the the agents and the, you know, the uh, um, had a hopper type, you know, uh, writers for all the different, you know, uh, um, Hollywood reporter and all that stuff. And then we wind mm-hmm. up uh, getting on the the Tonight Show and, and our careers take off and we get a uh, a TV show about three cops in drag called Hello, Fellas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, and then draw a line from that to Tales from the Crypt. You said you got no, in the room. No, I mean, I didn't really, I really hadn't done, I mean, I did sketch comedy for a number of years in a group called Animal Crackers out of Baltimore. And we were, you know, quite the rage there, kind of like Baltimore's version of Second City. And we had toured all over the world for the USO. And, and you know, now we're working in New York um, in the clubs and that kind of thing. But I hadn't really done uh, anything in the way of stand-up comedy and then when I got this part, I got my ass into the clubs and I started working out these routines um, that I was doing in the show. And um, because I didn't really have any material, I was doing a bunch of voices and characters. And, you know, I, my my act was all based on a guy who was uh, addicted to television. 
and I'd channel TV shows. You know, I'd do like the entire Wizard of Oz in two and a half minutes and stuff. As coroner, I must concur. I thoroughly examined her. We represent the Lollipop Guild. What's them? What's them? That's the Castle of the Wicked Witch. Oh, Dorothy's in that awful place. Oh, I hate to think of her in there. Fellas, we've got to get her out. I got a plan how to get in there, and you're going to lead us. All right, I'm going here for Dorothy. Wicked witch or no wicked witch, God to no gods is just one thing I want you fellas to do. What's that? Talk me out of it. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so while I was doing Three Guys Naked off Broadway, um, I got seen by, uh, by these, uh, a guy named Steve Stark from a show called Star Search, which was in its first ser- uh, season. Um, you may remember Brad Garrett won that first season, but they, uh, as they got towards the end of the season, um, they already had all their people were supposed to be in the finals. And so they had to continue the season and they were like, Hey, you know, you're great. We want you on the show. You know, I said, what is a singer? I, you know, I'm doing a musical. Mm-hmm. But they're like, you know, they had Sam Harris on the show who was amazing. I was like, I can't sing like that guy. And they're like, no, no, no. We want you to come on as a stand-up comic. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm not really a stand-up comic. It's a part I'm playing. They go, well, you can win $100,000. I'm like, fuck, have you seen my act? <laughs> hmm. So, you know, I uh, I went on the show. And um, I guess because I was writing my bits each week that I kept winning, that I, I kept winning and winning until I, I got into the semifinals and mm-hmm. Rosie O'Donnell and then beat Sinbad in the finals and won $100,000. And, uh, and the next thing I know, I'm in L.A. doing um, sitcoms and first in 10 and that kind of thing. And I had really good agents, uh, at the Gersh agency and my, uh, my agent, Peter Young at the time calls me up and says, Hey, you know, HBO wants you to come in and audition for, uh, a show tales from the crypt. And I'm like, tales from the crypt. I love that show. I had the, you know, the, the comic books as a kid. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I was like, you know, I'm thinking I had just done a series, been doing a series first in 10 on HBO. And I know, you know, what little, um, amount of people had them in their homes at that time. So mm-hmm. uh, they weren't getting to see it, you know, as much as some of the other shows would have been. And so I was doing network shows and HBO. Mm-hmm. That and- was back when HBO shows would always have like a, a lady in a, in a bra with her, with her shirt <laughs> off, with her, with her showing off her chest. Well, sports yeah. and comedy. That was their formula. For their shows, for in fact, first and ten. I can, I can think. Days. I can think of two other things, Mister Kassir. <laughs> like that? Dream On would always be. Well, the Julie Dream was, On. That was uh, yeah. uh, recurring on Dream On. <laughs> but there'd and, always be a scene with a lady changing would right. be in the middle of every episode. Yep. Well, it's wow. funny because we had mostly football players on the show. You know, I did a lot mm-hmm. of times they they would give me a lot of the scenes uh, as an actor that <laughs> a funny mm-hmm. little guy wouldn't normally get. I played a Bulgarian field goal kicker named uh, Zagreb Shkinuski. I could mm-hmm. kick 60 yard field goals. So he was like, you know, big deal. But he didn't really understand cause and effect. And, you know, uh, he didn't just walk up to do girls. Hey, I play for the California Bulls. I fuck you both. Yes. You know. Woman throw a drink in my face. I throw it back in her face. Ah, she likes me, you know. <laughs> so, so you get the job, but you're not setting out to be a you're not setting out to be a voiceover type, per, like like not on camera necessarily. That was not a obviously not a goal. You're a stage actor now, and then what what is that transition like? Because that's the road. That's where things 
uh, caught on fire for you where you had something that had real legs. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you know, first and 10 was, you know, bona fide hit on HBO, not maybe yeah. not because everybody had HBO, but, um, you know, but I, now it's about you though. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm on, on camera, obviously, you know, working, but well, I, let's, I, let's, let's talk. Yeah. Go, sorry, John, go ahead. If you guys let me finish your questions, I actually could answer them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, you know, I mean, I went from, from stage acting and street performing to being on a number of series. I was on three series at the same time when I was doing first and 10 and, and, um, auditioning for tales from the crypt was not an easy thing. They had the mm -hmm. top voiceover actors and, and some of them, some stand-up comics that Michael Winslow and Charlie Flesher who had just done, um, you know, um, Joel Silver was one of the producers and, um, and, uh, they had just done, he had just done Roger Rabbit for them. And, you know, I could tell Kevin Yeager who had created the Crypt Keeper, um, puppet, was uh, in his studio and I, it was just fun for me to walk in there and see the, uh, you know, see the, the puppet and all of the work that he had been doing for years, um, creating Freddie, Freddie and Chucky and they didn't give him a big budget. So he was creating this puppet, you know, and he was using different parts from Chucky. Like he, a lot of people don't know this, but the eyes from the Crypt Keeper were actually Chucky eyes. That's a scoop. Um, uh, which incidentally you look like Chucky. Uh, I'm sure people mm -hmm. tell you that with glasses, but, uh, me? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. John, are we getting along? I can't tell. <laughs> yes, Julie, you don't that's, look, that's, that's a horror compliment. Who, who, who loves horror? Say it like, the, say, it like the, say it like the, say it like the Crypt Keeper. Say it like the Crypt Keeper. Who would not want to be like Chucky? <laughs> okay, okay. It goes down a little easier. Okay. It goes down a, a little, little easier. Better, a little better. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it, 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 you know, I started doing that voice for him and he was like, mm -hmm. you know, he was laughing so hard that it made me laugh, which kind of stuck with the character laughing at his own jokes. Mm -hmm. but, uh, the next day he had me doing it for Joel Silver or Richard Donner in their office, which are probably like the biggest guys in the business at the time. Mm -hmm. And they're like, OK, we'll see you on the set, you know, so that, you know, um, getting back around to that's that was getting the call was in the office. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was pretty incredible. You know, it, it did uh, launch uh, another career for me on top of my voiceover career. I mean, on top of my on-camera career doing uh, mostly sitcoms at that time and um, after winning Star Search and, um, and any theater that I continued to do mm -hmm. was this voiceover career, which, of course, has brought a longevity to my career that you would not expect. Um, sure. you know, uh, I mean, there's just less and less parts for you once you, you know, you had, um, but you know, <laughs> what was that game show is one of the things we're so fascinated by the one with the kids and the, oh, the, the, the game show. Yeah. You know, it was funny because the, the history of the comic book was that it was so big with kids and they were trying to figure out how to incorporate it for kids. Mm. And I kept saying, listen, do a live action version of it, you know? And they were like, you know, it's expensive. It's scary for kids. Nobody's going to buy it. And of course, Goosebumps came on the air. And mm -hmm. I'm like, see, I told you, blah, 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 blah. You know, mm -hmm. they go, well, we're, we already have a cartoon in the works, um, which we did with Nelvana, a company in, in, um, in Canada. It was a big hit with kids. And they were like, okay. And, and there was this wonderful guy. Uh, unfortunately, we lost him a couple of years back, Jack Wall. 
And Jack was an old advertising guy. And he's like, hey, Booby, I got something new we're going to do with the Crypt Keeper, blah, 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 you know, Bud Light commercials or mm-hmm. whatever he would. You know, I used to call him the, the, the Crypt Keeper's pimp, but uh, he, mm-hmm. he didn't like that. But um, he would come up with these fun, you know, fun character stuff for the Crypt Keeper to do. And he came up with the idea for this game show. Um, they wanted me to go down to Florida to shoot it. And I was like, I, you know, it's all voiceover stuff. I just record it here and you can you can play it up. And again, it was a big hit. Everything that this show touched, you know, became a hit. Mm hmm. took for you to record all the game show audio was it like an hour you know uh it really depended like the the series they would as we were going they might have one that we shot and one in the works so i might do one or two episodes at a time but that kind of thing was something where you didn't have a big budget you know for those kind of things they got to get stuff done so they may have had you know they may have like um uh, gathered up like a bunch of different scripts that they were going to be working on and had me do a bunch of stuff that they could then, um, you know, they could then use. Uh, so, um, I mean, that's, you're, you're talking, you know, uh, 25 years ago. So, uh, mm-hmm. so like remember. 45, like 45 minutes or something, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it, it was, I- it was relatively fun and easy for me. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Were you yeah, on sure. set when the when the puppet was on set, or were you at home and would do that later? Like, how did that um, work? You know, it depended. You, it depended. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. You know, it depended on um, most of the time. I would record in the studio with Kevin because he knew what he was going to do with the puppet and that kind of Remind thing. Remind me who Kevin is. Kevin, Kevin was the Kevin Yeager okay. um, made the puppet, but he was also directed. Uh, most, if, uh, if not a lot, a lot of the uh, Crypt Keeper sequences. And Kevin Yeager um, is one of the creature makers who's the biggest in the business. He made Chucky and he made um, uh, Freddy Krueger's look. And he's, you know, like over the last number of years, he's been doing all the dead bodies and all the effects for Bones. And, you know, he did all of, he was supposed to direct Sleepy Hollow that Tim Burton did, but, um, but uh, when Tim Burton wanted to do it, he's, he he was like, "Oh yeah, let's do it together," you know. And he did all mm-hmm. the really cool look and the effects for <clears throat> Hollow. And I mean, Kevin is just a genius, you know. I mean, the the stuff mm-hmm. that he's done over the years and amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was heavily hands on with the tales from the, with tales from the crypt with the crypt keeper, and he would in, you know um, instruct and direct the puppeteers to. It took you know, three guys just to do the face of the Crypt Keeper, you know? Um, and uh, so you had five or six people, depending on if mm-hmm. you're seeing his feet or not. So I would pre-record the way that you would with a rock video, mm-hmm. you know, where you can lip sync to a rock, your own rock video or whatever. I would mm-hmm. pre-record and then the puppeteers could all choreograph together to my voice. Mm-hmm. After a while, they got so good, we could almost do interviews live and stuff. Like the guy who did the mouth would be watching me. His uh, name was Brock Winkless. Mm-hmm. And he had on this headgear thing. I'm going to do this. It would move the jaw. And he had these mm-hmm. little toggles, which is for the lips. He'd be like, hello, creeps. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? And so 
he could watch me and almost in real time follow me. You know, they mm -hmm. were pretty incredible. Um, and uh, um, but mm -hmm. if they had somebody on the set like Whoopi or uh, Whoopi Goldberg or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or one of the people mm -hmm. who were talking to the Crypt Keeper, you know, they'd need me off camera to, to talk to the actors so they didn't have to play to a puppet, you know, mm -hmm. like recording. And because the, there was no reason to have the puppeteers working the puppet if he was off camera or, mm -hmm. or whatever. So um, I would go down to the set for that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I could go down to the set anytime I wanted, though, which was a lot of fun mm -hmm. to go see people work. I remember seeing Tim Curry working on um, Death of Some Salesman playing Winona. And, you know, mm -hmm. he played the three characters, which he was nominated for an Emmy for, uh, the mother, the father, and the daughter. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, one of my favorite episodes, for sure. But he mm -hmm. was, he, he, it was a pretty amazing to watch him work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. And and what 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 like what what does this this many years in what does 2022 hold for a John Kassir? Um gosh, you know, I mean I I the pandemic was was a double-edged sword. I mean, work-wise. I mean, obviously mm -hmm. it was tough for everybody in terms of being what it was, but mm -hmm. um I have a small studio at home that I was able to do um, all my voiceover gigs. So I felt mm -hmm. really fortunate to be established, you know, in that end of my work. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I was offered some movies and that kind of stuff, but I, you know, I wasn't going to get on a plane and fly to Atlanta, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, work on something, um, before they established any kind of, mm -hmm. you know, COVID protocol and stuff like that. A lot of people don't know this, but I'm type one diabetic, which of course mm -hmm. is a very, um, heart disease to grow up with, but it's a heart that disease. Sucks, man. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. I live with it. You know, I'm, um, you know, hopefully I'll, I'll have my parents genes, the rest of me. Mm -hmm. I live to be 97 and 92 like them, you know, it's, but, I, um, you know, I, I had to be, I like a, mm -hmm. you know, in, in tales from the crypt, did you always know what the episode was about or did you just record the bumpers and you were like, oh, I'll well, figure it out yeah. later. No, no, I always would get the script first because, you know, we would, there's things, mm -hmm. I mean, we had great writers, but, you know, and eventually I got to improvise um, some fun stuff. If you notice in the beginning, the first couple of seasons, one or two seasons, mm -hmm. um, they didn't, we didn't have a, a lot of money to work with. So the, the puppet's mouth didn't work very well. Mm -hmm. So he had to talk slower and more ominously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, of course, once the show was a hit, they gave Kevin a little more money and he could talk mm -hmm. and he could be more of that jovial, you know, stand up comic kind of delivery mm -hmm. that we got to do. And um, and then I would start, you know, I'd be cracking them up doing the Crypt Keeper mm -hmm. and say something like, you know, I love a girl who'll give you head and then let you keep it. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a good one. Yeah, we'll never use yeah. it. Of course, it was in the script the next week. Were there ever times you'd go down to say, you'd be like, why is the Crypt Keeper dressed like he's in a barbershop quartet? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I just loved it. They spent, they, they just went out of their way to make the smallest little details. Mm -hmm. If you go back and watch those, there's details in those scenes that that mm -hmm. you just didn't catch the first time because you're watching the Crypt Keepers so intently. But they, there's sure. like little weird things going on in the background. They had, you know, one of the major producers is the guy that he's sawing in half. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it's there's they use my name in the in the episode. You know, mm -hmm. Doctor Cassier. You know, I mean, it's like they just did all this in, yeah. stuff that was that the comic book did back in the day that made it popular and. 
edgy and, you know, banned. Um, the reason they have uh, codes on comic books today were because of EC Comics and their um, how controversial they were. Mm-hmm. Chucky, are you having a um, uh, a vodka there? Or can you pour me? Can you pour me a shock tail? <laughs> uh, John, you are too much. I have a question. Yeah. If I'm not I interrupting you, I love you, by the way. I think that I'm. If I'm dissing you, no. crib keeper. That's what I can. You do. I can handle it. Um, oh, I have a question. Why did yep. you ghost us? And why did you ghost Brett in, in the cameo app? What happened there, John? <laughs> I ghosted you. Yeah. It was on brand because I know you're like a Halloween scary guy, but you you ghosted us a couple times, Brett. Uh, am I am I off uh, am I off base here? Well, you know, I mean, a we, we really oh, appreciate having you on. Have you ever seen a right now? Have you ever seen a guy in a reverse triathlon? Have you ever heard of that sporting event? John, a reverse triathlon. Brett is about to compete in one. Go ahead, my friend. Yes. Yes. You know what? It's about you. Backwards and uh, no, I did this. I missed our first our first uh, appointment. Rendezvous. First first rendezvous to do it because I had the wrong, um, I had the wrong time zone. So that's Brett. That's on Brett. You know, I went on and then all of a sudden. um, Brett, will you apologize to Mr. Kassir for not clarifying time zone? And could you make it really (laughs) like like um, how do I put this? Uh, Could you grovel a little bit? Yeah, Brett. Yeah. I oh, mean, I could get down on my bony little knees. <laughs> no, no, he's groveling to you, John. No, no. You, oh, I Brett, see. This a, no groveling Brett, needed. This guy's a freaking legend, Brett. Yeah, John, I'm sorry. You know, I, I was a little miffed, you know, when you when when you didn't show up at the previous uh, show and I was kind of, you know, I was on here saying, oh, well, who's this guy think he is? He thinks he can, you know, <laughs> not show up to our show. And now I realize, though, you know, that, it, that that's that's on me. Like, it's, yeah. you know, this is, you, you know, know it, you're a busy guy. It's an easy thing to happen. And, uh, you know, it's happening. I feel terrible. I, I feel like. Yeah, uh, uh, Brett, I'm not going to allow you to just uh, hem and haw around it. I, uh, <laughs> Mr. Kassir, repeat after me, Mr. Yeah, yeah. Kassir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Kassir. I sir, apologize. Comma, sir, sir. Mr. Kassir, yeah. sir, I apologize. Sir, Mr. Kassir. <laughs> No apology necessary. <laughs> no, please, John. I want. I want to do this. I want to. I want to clear the. I want to clear the slate. I want. To, I want to set the record straight. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, Mr. Kassir, sir. Yes. I apologize. I apologize. From the bottom of me heart. From the bottom of me heart. For not clarifying time zones with you. For not clarifying time zones with you. Could you, can you ever forgive me? I think maybe amp that one up a little bit, Tom. Maybe give it a little more. Can you, you give it hard. I'm giving you the, the dialogue. Can you ever find it in your heart mm-hmm. to bestow upon me even an ounce of the forgiveness right. no, you're, no, you're, that I don't no, you're, even you're, you're losing deserve. You're going to. You, you have my heart if I had one. Oh, <laughs> now, look, you're, you're a legend. John Kassir's a legend. This is exciting. I want to yeah, apologize I, uh, for no, leaving. I'm the one who feels, 
I would be the one who would feel bad in that situation. Because Julie, will you apologize to Mr. Kassir now? Absolutely. For me, it's all about the Absolutely. Not now, yeah. though, because actually, I just ordered from Zazzy's and I closed out my tab accidentally. What did you get? Two vegan slices, just cheese slices. What do you get on your pizza, John Kassir? What does a John Kassir get on his pizza pie? Well, see, my mom, my grandmother, and my mom were amazing pizza makers. I mean, they made the amazing pizza, they, the crust. And so I have the recipe for my mom's crust. So I like to make my own pizza. Um, if I'm going to buy a pizza, I like, you know, I mean, uh, Italy is one of my favorite places to travel to. And I've been many, many times and to get a nice, you know, wood oven cooked pizza mm -hmm. with anything they'll put on it, which is usually a fresh tomato sauce, fresh cheese, you know, mm -hmm. just, just your basic margarita is great with some mm -hmm. basil or whatever. But, you know, I've had pizza with seafood on it. I've had it mm. prosciutto and <laughs> I mean, really, you know, fucking good pizza. But mm. if I'm going to make pizza, I make my own sauce. And mm -hmm. um, there's some special little spices and stuff in there. People are like, what is that spice? You know, and I, I can't tell you or I'd have to kill you. <laughs> oh, John. Well, uh, speaking of seafood, I see somebody else in the uh, waiting room here. Uh, oh, my gosh. Another guest. Uh, you might. Uh, John, I don't know. You might know this person. Um, the, I, the, the the name just says, I don't even know if we booked this person, but we'll bring him on. I love, on the, see way, what I love say. the way you guys always like to, you know, get together and start talking about these things. I always feel like I'm being set up for something. For no, 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 no. It's never. No, we don't no, do this no, organization. No, it's no, no, Look, uh, Mr. Kassir, we got, a, we got a producer on the show who doesn't even know that there's different time zones in the united states i'm a slob i'm scum let's bring on this next you, guest you it just says tom yeah what's it saying <laughs> it says tom b keeper i don't know who this is let's bring him on <laughs> hello how are you <laughs> uh -oh. oh crypt it's been such a long time it's your brother tom my job, is, my job is still safe. <laughs> it's your brother, Tom. I know. That's why I went to the semiconductor industry. <laughs> I'm down here in Texas and South by Southwest looking at some new startups to see which ones want to buy my semiconductors. <laughs> what happened, Crypt? You don't come home anymore. Mother's been asking for you. <laughs> so this is the brother to the Crypt Keeper? Yes, Tom Tomb Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see it in the name? Tommy Coon King Keeper. I I'm, love that. Can you, can you do a leg kick for me? Yes, you bet, baby. I can do a leg kick. No! Oh, that's impressive. Four years of Joffrey, not for nothing. Tommy Toon was my favorite choreographer. <laughs> <laughs> I could never do the puns as good as my brother. Oh, I looked at him so much. Or should I say I looked down? <laughs> or I guess straight ahead because it's a crypt, so it really isn't up or down. It's more just a small house for dead people. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. 
<laughs> anyway, South by is going well. I've met four people I'm really interested in partnering with. And uh, hmm, what else? I went and got some barbecue today. <laughs> There's a huge Ukraine protest in front of the governor's mansion. Fabulous. And what's, what are your views on the Ukraine these days? I'm, so, I'm sorry, Tom. Tom C. I'll say. Uh, yes. Are you referring to the? Are you referring to the Boo Crane? Ooh, yes, the Boo Crane. <laughs> That's what I call it. You know, I'll say I'm very. I stand with the Ukrainian people because they're going to be filling up tombs. <laughs> oh, stop it! No, 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 no! We're shutting this one down. We're shutting this down. We're shutting it down. No, no, no. Tom, from this Ukrainian comic, I can do it. Tom, Tom. Tom, Tom, see, Tom, see. I can make Tom, Tom feel like shit in a second. My wife is half Ukrainian. So. I'm yeah. full blown, baby. And let me tell you, it's terrible what's happening over there. That <laughs> I was full blown in Florence once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Oral sex, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a real humanitarian tragedy. I'm gonna I'll text my. Friend. I'm gonna start, don't mind me. I'm gonna a check on my pizza. B. I'm gonna text my friend Anthony Atamanik. Don't mind me. Go ahead. I'm gonna text. Wow, what do you want to say to him? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, sorry. Well, <laughs> well, phone's charging, so hopefully it'll come through on the on the on the. the Here, the, let's. Messages on here. Brett. And scene. Where'd Brett go? <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm here. Brett I'm here. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm coming into this. Uh, on, where are we at, Brett, in terms of the time? Where um, are we at? We, we are getting uh, close to the end of, of having uh, – we, really in all seriousness, really appreciate you coming on the show, John. Uh, this was, oh, this, this was pleasure, a true man. treat for us. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I think we got time for maybe just you know one more question or one more one more one more thing for John, then we'll let him go. I, I will throw in while I'm while I'm uh, while we're waiting. Um, I will be uh, you know now that uh, everything is toned down in terms of um, people being able to get out and about again, and let's let's pray that that continues through the mm -hmm. year. Um, you know, uh, I try to get you know I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be busy all the time as an actor, but. Mm -hmm. I'm also feel fortunate enough to have a fan base that uh, appreciates, especially Tales from the Crypt. And so I do try to get out to the conventions. Um, you know, if you follow me on on uh, Facebook or um, John Kassir on um, Twitter or um, Instagram, I don't really spend a lot of time on, but I do I do have a, an account and I do check it. Um, you know, I will post where I'm going to be and when I'm going to be there. Um, in the meantime, I've been doing a lot of cameos for people and that kind of mm -hmm. thing. And I don't overcharge for them because I make it mm -hmm. friendly for the fans. You know, I know people are charging like hundreds of dollars and I just, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I charge what I think people can afford and try mm -hmm. to do birthdays. And that's been and, a lot of fun. And you can me. correspond with you on cameo, right? You can send messages to people. You can, I do have, you know, you can become a, uh, you know, uh, they have, <laughs> you can correspond with people. Exactly. They have uh, DMs mm -hmm. and, and uh, they also have, you know, you can join as a fan on, on mm -hmm. uh, 
cameo as well. Um, use the uh, the website, not the uh, the Apple app, because it just doesn't have as many things on the oh, Apple app. Oh, interesting. Okay. Sure. On it. Yeah. I just wanted to say I'm appearing on something called Camaro. That's where for 20 bucks I'll hang out in a Camaro with you. It doesn't work. The engine's totally blown out. <laughs> I'll just hang out with you for five minutes and tell you about semiconductor chips and why. Uh, why our global supply chain has fucked us. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good thing, especially with the price of gas. <laughs> we always used to have this argument about the price of gas over the dinner table, and father and mother would scream at us. <laughs> Well, John Kassir, you are a legend, and we appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. It's a total treat, and we are so appreciative of you uh, being on Double Threat 100th episode. Thank you. I'm so glad I got to nail it down with Double Threat. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Could you just say before way, you go, could, could you just say before you go, welcome sure. to Double Threat with Tomb Sharpling and Gooley Klausner, please. Tomb, Tomb Sharpling. Yeah. And Gooley Klausner. Sharpling. I like to get this right because I'm a professional. Sure. And, and Gooley. Klausner. Klausner. Oh, I love that. And you are the cutest, most gorgeous Chucky we've ever seen. <laughs> oh, look at this. Oh, wow. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> and kitties. Please check out Double Threat with Tomb Sharply. It's it's Sharpling, S-C-H-A-R-P-L-I-N-G. Tomb Sharpling and Gooley Klausman. That's it. Cla Klausman. And that's right, kiddies. Check out Double Threat with Tomb Sharpling and Gooley Klausman. But be Kla careful what you ask for. You may get it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. No notes. Perfect. Great job, John. John, thank that you was, so this much. This is everything and more. This is everything and more. Thank you so much for joining us. You guys mm -hmm. are great. Thanks for mixing Thank you. Up. You're the best in the business, and we thank you so much. The pleasure is all mine. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Rest in pieces. Ah, I love that. See now, now my job is at uh, you know at risk. She was better than you, Crypt Keeper's brother. What? <laughs> Kill me now. Oh, wait. I'm already dead. <laughs> Bye, John. Bye, John. Thank you so much. Bye, John. Is it just the four of us? All right, we're going to stop the episode there. I'm very sorry. But if you want to see the entire live stream, including what happens immediately after that interview, including Anthony as, as Leatherface, including uh, the iconic Jackie Hoffman trying to connect to StreamYard for 20 minutes and her computer not cooperating. We love you, Jackie. Including uh, an incredible song by Tom, including uh, assistant producer Max dressed as the Joker, dressed as a nurse, uh, including former guest Death the Slider returning to the show, including my first slide, and so much more. Just go to foreverdog.plus or click on the link in the show notes and you can watch the entire live stream. 
I mean, don't you want to see Tom and Julie's faces during that John Kassir interview? Go watch the live stream. You owe it to yourself. But if I keep this up any longer, I'm going to start groveling, and you don't want to see that. I love you all. You're the best. Thank you for supporting Double Threat through 100 episodes, and here's to 100 more. Or should I say, 100 gore? (laughs) Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.